0: A very good morning on behalf of Teach 613, we welcome you to take 10 for Talmud. Babakama Ayin Hei, Babakama 75A, pagination is 149. We'll start on the facing page towards the bottom, one line, two lines above the wide lines, gufa, we learnt. The statement of Rav Huna Amarav, which we encountered in yesterday's session, is moda edim is potter. If a person admitted to a fine, and then witnesses came, he still is potter absolved of the fine payment. We encountered this regarding the payments of four or five mentioned in Pashas Mishpatim for a shar or se. and the case of the Mishnah was that two people testified that he stole the ox or sheep, but it was his own admission that he sold it. That act of selling potentially could obligate him in an aggregate payment in total of four or five, depending on the case. But because he's the one who admitted to selling, even if Edom come later, according to Rav Hunom he will still be absolved of the fine portion of the payment. The Gemara mentioned that the Mishnah holds a different view. The Mishnah holds that a personal admission is no different than a single witness saying testimony about something. It simply puts the topic on hold. And according to the Tana of the Mishnah, in such a case, a person admits to a fine and then witnesses come, the Tana of our Mishnah would actually say, Chayiv, you're obligated to pay the fine. It's only if we only know it from his admission, then we can't be M'chayiv. Again, Rav holds, you remain absolved. looking at the Gemara, first wide line, Eswe Ravchista L'Ravhunah. Ravchista asked the following question to Ravhunah based on a story. We encountered this story on Take 10 for Talmud, Daf Samach Dalid, 64, in Babakama, where we had a question if a person is absolved can he still do it? In order to fulfill a higher calling. But right now, let's listen to the story. Hopefully we'll recognize it. There was a story of Rabban Gamliel. He blinded the eye of Tavi, his servant. Now, Tavi had the status of an Eved, which is a unique status in Jewish law. <coughs> He's obligated in numerous mitzvahs, but associated with this status is, nachaltam that the owner has a mitzvah not to free the person. So even though Tavi had achieved the status of a Chacham, he was wise in Torah, and Rabbi Gamlia wanted to free him, to enable him to reach even greater potential, but he was restricted by Torah law, and he wasn't able to. There are specific questions sometimes that come up, what would have happened in such a case if they needed to free him for the purpose of a mitzvah, a specific mitzvah, like to make a minion? Can you free the Eved in order to make a minion? Because once he's free, he would have the status of a man to be part of the ten men to make the minion. In any case, Rabban Gamliel was in this quandary, an ongoing situation, Where he really wanted to free Tavi, but he couldn't. What happened was a terrible accident. He blinded the eye of Tavi. Perhaps they were working on a project together. Something slipped. He blinded him. It's a terrible tragedy. However, Rabbi Gamliel saw it differently. He was very happy because Rabbi Gamliel saw in this an opportunity. To free him. Motsal Rabbi Yeshua, he found Rabbi Yeshua, sage of the generation. Amalo, he told him, Did you hear? My Tavi, servant, is able to go free. Amalay Lama, Rabbi Yeshua asked him, What solution did you find? Amalay, I blinded his eye and that's one of the criteria mentioned that would get the person out. So Rabbi Yeshua told him, it doesn't work like that. And the way this Brysa records it, Shekvar ein lo because there are no witnesses. It sounds like, had there been witnesses, he would be obligated to set Tavi free, and he would achieve his goal. V'Shamina Mina, what do you see from that? If all he could critique, if all Rabbi Yeshua could critique in Rabbi Gamliel's logic was, there are no witnesses to say, you're the one who did it, Apparently, if witnesses would yet come, he would be obligated. Only problem is, there are no witnesses. So, the Gemara goes through a little back and forth here, analyzing the case, and we're going to come back to this, so let's pay quick attention here. shani odi Maybe rabbi Gamliel was different <coughs> because his admission was not in front of a bezdin. So, if it wasn't in front of a bezdin, it didn't have the status of an admission, and therefore, if witnesses would yet come, they would obligate him. As we saw in yesterday's session from Dafyan Hay, it's he ti If the Bezdin discovered it from Adim, they obligate you. But if they discovered it from your admission, then they would not obligate you. But over here, he didn't admit in Bezdin. So it wasn't the Bezdin who discovered it and therefore it doesn't have the status of an admission to go on record to absolve him. The Gemara counters, Rabbi Yeshua, Av Bezdin have. Listen, Rabbi Yeshua is the Av Bezdin. He's the head of the Bezdin. So shouldn't that be sufficient to be considered that the Bezdin discovered it through the admission? <coughs> on to today's Dafayin. Hey! Yes, but Rabbi Yeshua was not standing in Bezden at the time of the conversation. And therefore, it was not considered an admission in Bezden in order to go on record to permanently absolve him. And therefore, Rabbi Yeshua's words were, there are no edim. Had there been edim, we could obligate you and achieve your wish. But being that there are no edim, we can't do that. Ve'a'tanya. There's another version of this same b'risa that says, kolom shekevar hodis. There's nothing to what you're saying because you already admitted. And those are the words of Rabbi Yeshua. Not as we saw before. There's nothing to your words because there are no witnesses, but rather there's nothing to your words because you already admitted. And that changes the whole picture. Because Shekivar Hodis, because you already admitted, means even if witnesses would come, it wouldn't change anything because you already went on record and are permanently absolved. It appears that these two versions, these two ways of saying over the story, are a throwback to our original discussion of whether or not, after an admission, witnesses can obligate. My love, it would seem, Tanoihi, it's a machlokis Tanoi. Hi Tano, one opinion says, <coughs> There are no witnesses. <coughs> He's saying that you would be obligated after the admission if witnesses would finally come and the other opinions, who says it has to do with admission, Potter is holding that once the admission is on record, even witnesses coming wouldn't change anything. You're already absolved. And that would seem to be a nice stopping place in this Gemara, validating both opinions. And if you want a paskin, you pass paskin further, but nothing in this brysa would indicate one way or another because there are two views. One view is Shekhvar hodis, <coughs> an admission permanently absolves, and one version is Shekhvar Elo lo edim, there are no witnesses, but had there been witnesses, you would be obligated. But the Gemara continues. Lo, no, that's not the way to understand these two versions. Everybody agrees that admission and then witnesses is still absolved because the admission makes an impact. And the disagreement, which is the two versions of the brisa, has to do with this the version that says that the reason is because there are no witnesses, he understood the story to be playing out outside of Bezden, and therefore, the admission does not permanently absolve because it wasn't discovered in hodis, And the opinion that had the version of you admitted and therefore are permanently absolved, Sova Bevezdin Have holds that this encounter occurred with the status of Bezdin, and Rabbi Gamliel's admission to Rabbi Yoshua had the status of permanently absolving him. Yesheikoach, thank you for joining.